This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. Welcome to the 28th episode of The Christian Artist. And this time we only have two people, and that's seven. Yes, which will probably make a much, I don't want to say better, but much more uh, simplified podcast. Much more focused podcast. So I did actually like our last episode. I think that was fun. Well, mostly because me and you were the only two people who talked. And then people had... Anna talked. Well, yeah. Anna was the the person who talked the most after us. Yeah, no, but they they pitched in... Pitched in on their ideas. In their ideas. Right. They weren't... Everybody wasn't trying to run the podcast. So it was okay. Which is actually good because if they... if, If like... Just for random example, like if Mickey had just started like going off on this huge thing, like I'm going to take over the podcast, like that wouldn't have yeah. worked. No, we would have been. We like, were we're in look. charge of our <laughs> podcast. We're yeah. the one. We're the moderators. But we'd be like, look, Mickey, stop. <laughs> like, you're saying everything you're saying is right, but this is our podcast. <laughs> this is our moment. And it's okay because I'm making fun of Mickey. Yeah. You, obviously, she would never do that. Yeah. But everybody else, <laughs> like Anna, probably would have done that given the chance. <laughs> we just had to keep talking. Yeah. No, we're kidding. I don't think we think she listens at the podcast. So I, I don't really. Anna? No, I don't think she uh, does. She's a college student. She doesn't have time for that. Anybody, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Except I. Except do. for the one thousand one hundred plus listens that we have. Well, those aren't one thousand people. Oh yeah, but no. Those are like forty people. Yeah. Who listen? Every week, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is really crazy. It's really weird, actually. And we still don't know who any of them are. So Except please, let us know. We would love to hear from you if you just started listening to the podcast. If this is your first episode, please let us know. Um, and use our hashtag for whatever. I don't know what we're going to decide the hashtag is going to be today. <laughs> but talk to us on Twitter or Facebook, on our, on our website itself, because it has a comment section below each episode. Please let us know who you are so we can talk to you. That would be awesome. Yeah, we. I mean... This podcast is specifically for the people who listen to it. The Christian so, artists. Yeah. So give us your feedback. Let us know what you want us to do. Let us know what you hate because we might be doing something you hate this entire time. And if you just said something. We would probably stop. Yeah. Unless it's like, hey, stop putting Christian in it. <laughs> and be like, yeah, no. And that's kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the point. All right. So Connor, what are we talking about today? Oh, I'm not sure. Do you know? I was assuming that you knew because you kind of pitched the topic to me. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure this isn't just a ploy so, yeah, to no. have some sort of like stupid humor at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, but basically, it's was. not like you're doing something that you've done a million times over again. It's not like you're beating a dead horse or anything. Definitely not. No, what I was trying to say is, if I was the one, who I mean, came maybe out... you're beating a dead mule, but definitely not a dead horse. If I was the one, oh, who I'm sorry, out... am I interrupting you? <laughs> <laughs> if I was the one who came out and said today's topic, you know, it'd be, I would get most of the crap. But if, if we both said, hey, this is our topic, <laughs> then we wouldn't get nearly and we'd as still much. get crap. Yeah. But, oh no, we wouldn't get nearly as much if it was just, if, you know. Just because people hate you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if it was both of us, so, so <laughs> Kayla, what are we talking about today? People will hate both of us then. Great idea. Um, we're going to be talking about leadership today. Um, Specifically, we're going to go into the life of Martin Luther, yes. since everybody hates his guts. <laughs> That's the main reason? Well, yeah, we always okay, we always talk about leaders who... Okay, if, always, you're, if, if people don't hate your guts... We always talk about people who... Yeah. who uh, people if, hate their guts, so why if, did we talk about AJ that one episode? If... <laughs> if you're a leader and people don't hate you, you're not a good leader. Yep, that's yep. a good... 
But that does not mean... That you should make everybody hate you. Yeah, that does not mean that if everyone hates you, you're a good leader. Yes. That is uh, affirming the consequent. Yes. It's a logical fallacy. Yep. You didn't know that, did you? Well, I mean... You didn't know that it was called that. Like, yeah, no, I didn't know it was called that, but obviously that's a logical fallacy. Because you're affirming a consequence of that thing rather than, you know, the thing itself. Because that was a consequence of being a good leader. Yeah. Doesn't mean that if you have that consequence... It's, it means that, you know, being a good leader, that you are one. Yeah. Yep. Same principle of the one plus one Logic. equals two and three. Like, that's not possible, right? Well, it's more along the lines of um, that was a joke. cows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All leaders think are of cows. One. I couldn't think of one. It's like, oh, okay, it's like this. Um, <clears throat> uh, this famous actor that I love um, has a million followers on Twitter, and he... Or no, this person I, This person has a million followers on Twitter, and he's a famous actor. So that means if I get a million followers on Twitter, I'll You'll, be a famous yeah. actor. That's the same well, thing. Well, an actor, not really a famous actor. You're famous because you have a million well, followers Well, yeah, that's Twitter. true. <laughs> You're probably famous if you have a million followers. <laughs> See, that's also affirming the consequence, though, Caleb. No, I'm pretty sure the definition Unless of you make, famous, like, a million... Yeah. Twitter accounts and oh well, yeah, spam follow yourself. So you have a bunch of followers that are just like zero tweets, zero tweets, zero tweets, no picture. They're just eggs. A million eggs follow you. <laughs> Think of that word picture. You're walking along and just a million eggs are following you everywhere you go. Caleb, what are you drinking? I uh, lemonade actually. <laughs> Is it like some of that man's lemonade or something? No, like the hard <laughs> the hard, hard lemonade. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's just regular lemonade you sure yep okay unless you spiked it and i didn't know about it well may i put a little bit of cinnamon in it oh oh i thought you were gonna say like hemallergic you you like hemallergically implanted things into the lemonade i'm done now <laughs> For those of you who didn't get that reference, that's a Mistborn reference um i'll put that in liner notes and you if should you read that book and if you didn't know that was a Mistborn reference then you don't know what Mistborn is, so him explaining didn't help. That, <laughs> <laughs> but go to the liner note link, and it will help. No, no, well, you'll have to read the entire series, but then you'll get it. So anyway, and it will be worth it just for that joke. No, it won't. And you're taking this out, right? Uh, nope. <laughs> you will give it. Give it a couple hours when you actually edit it. <laughs> I listen like, to it again. Yeah. I get home from work tonight. Listen to it again. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why did I say that? Though to be honest, I'll probably be dead tired when I want to edit this. So. Okay. So yeah. So overall, we're just gonna be talking about leaders, specifically the fact that, like, you know, what we said before, if you are a leader and you don't have some people that hate you, at least at least one person who hates you, <laughs> you are not a good leader because you are not. Um, or you all, or you have extremely cool followers, <laughs> and you are only known to a very few. <laughs> or, or preferably, people. like Satan hates you. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, like, or I mean, I'm pretty sure hate Satan hates everyone and everything. That's a good but... point. <laughs> I mean, but I think I don't think it's possible for anyone to go through their lives without having at least one person hate them. Oh, even well, if that no. person is Satan <laughs> or a random demon. No, I'm pretty sure that somebody hates you. Well, even, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I mean, except if you're a baby. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, mean, it's really depressing. Anyway. So, why are you... I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. Hey, come on. You do this kind of stuff all the time. No. Yes, you do. You pull no. this kind of crap every week. 
Yeah, no, but my stuff is fun. Oh yeah. Still still thinking about the train. Oh, we didn't we never revealed that episode. That episode didn't go on. Nope. No. <laughs> that was the episode that we that actually re- recorded badly. Yeah. Which is sad. Because that was a good episode. But it doesn't matter because then then I've never done that on the podcast. That was really the only no, time. Oh, you I... did it on the Aesop's Fable podcast too. Okay, that's <laughs> but I yeah, no. You... <laughs> That's about it, though. And technically the 25th episode. Like, okay, by the, by right. the end so, of it, you're... Okay. So, there is a train, <laughs> and we need to stay on the tracks. Okay. So, um... Choo-choo! Pretty, choo. sure, pretty sure we were... We, <laughs> pretty sure we covered all the stuff about leaders. Martin Luther. What we wanted to say. But yeah, now we're going to go to the Martin Luther. We, we were just going to go through... I, I'm just, you know, I'm just going through history and finding all these leader-type people in, like, the... Um, leader type people the reformation era and i'm always criticizing them i'm always like you know this guy did this and that was good but this he also did that and that was bad and so i'm always just sitting here like like i was just reading about elizabeth the first last night of how uh you know she tried to compromise the beliefs between uh roman catholicism and um the protestants and you know tried to make everyone happy but all that did was um, after she died, all that did was make everybody unsatisfied with their ploy in life and just made um, everybody angry at the government instead of, um, you know, each other. So, I mean, there's, like, uh, kudos for her trying to compromise, but it wasn't something that she should have compromised on. Like, um, it was something, was something like that where it's um, the difference between right and wrong. You don't compromise on it to please everybody. And that's what she was trying to do is she was trying to please everybody at the same time. And that is a no, no. If you're a leader, yeah, it, like you're not supposed to please everybody. You can't please everybody. Like you, you can try, but you literally cannot please everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was where she went wrong. And uh, I just right away, I'm just going through Elizabeth and that's all I'm thinking about is this is what she did. Right. And this mm-hmm. is what she did wrong as a leader. I don't remember when she was born. I don't, I'm doing that to a lesser. I'm doing that to a lesser extent um, as I'm going through my class on ancient history. We're talking about a bunch of Greek leaders and how all of them are like trying to become the, um, the uh, what's the hegemon, which means the leader of like basically the emperor of all these Greek city states, this of this combined confederacy of Greek city states, and like there's so many people who have just tried to take over everything, and none of them are very right. They're all Greek history is messed up, man. Like Zeus in Greek mythology. Well, yeah. Greek mythology is even more messed up than Greek history. But anyway, I don't know where we, we're going with that. Okay, so we're just going to go through... I'm just going to give you like the gist of Martin Luther. This is from a very... Um, I want to say like I, I respected um, history book that I'm going through. So I'm not. we're not reading this from Wikipedia. Um, we might go there to, you know... Find some places to find some other websites to go to to get more information on it. Um, and so, and we're doing that because this is my world history book. So it's not this is not a book about Martin Luther. This is just what like he he um, contributed to the world. So but we're just gonna go through that and just I mean comment on why we think he did good things here, why I think he did bad things here. And ba- basically, we're, we want to answer the question is, was Mar- Martin Luther insane? One, because <laughs> apparently everybody thinks he's insane, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure why. Just saying that off the bat. And two, I mean... I feel like we, we're we going to do a very, very cursory uh, 
yeah. study of Martin Luther here because um, we don't have time to read like a billion biographies about oh, him. Oh, well, yeah. No, like we're, we're, I mean, we're going through the basics of what he did. The in basics his life. of what he did, yes. Okay, so basically, um, starts off really when he actually did anything. It was when he graduated from um, his college or from the university. He was at and uh, University of Wittenberg. Yep, and he he planned to. Actually, no, it's the University of. No, Ur- wait, that's Erfurt. where that's yeah. what he became the dean of. Yeah. <laughs> so University of Erfurt, which is really a weird name for a university. Erfurt. Um, and he uh, planned to obey the wishes of his father and was going to go into a legal career. <clears throat> a legal career. Um, but these plans, as well as the course of his life, changed in the summer of 1505. When returning from his university after a visit with his parents, he was caught into a, a, in a violent thunderstorm. Um, when a, when a lightning bolt literally struck nearby him, he he thinking he was about to die. He was like Saint Anne, help me! I will become a monk, and um, he survived obviously, and he kept his promise. He was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a monk now, and everybody was super mad at him and shocked and stuff like that. Um, so he uh. He has really cool quotes. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> but um, all throughout this history that I'm reading. So then he entered an Augustinian monastery and became a pope, or not a pope, uh, a monk. A monk. Yeah. <laughs> when he became know. a pope. I don't know where I read that. That would have changed no. the story yeah. entirely. I don't know how I got that word <laughs> in my head. But We're yeah. doing great this history lesson. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get the gist of it, but I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm not trying to screw up anything, so. So basically, he was like, "All right, so I need to do all of these things," and was trying to be a good monk and stuff like that because obviously he wanted to get, he wanted to earn his salvation, and he, you know, obviously you have to do lots of different things to earn your salvation, right? Right, Christian listeners, right? <laughs> you didn't even make that noise, kid. Well, I did. The editing will do it for you. All right, so basically, in 1507, he was ordained a priest. Um, so then, a few years after that, he went to the University of Wittenberg. Um, became a pastor of uh, a town church. Um, he was a respected monk, a pastor, and a teacher, um, but he was filled with doubt and despair over his own salvation. So basically, he was like, you know, he's a, everybody thought he was a good guy, but he was like, am I actually a good guy? Like, am I I'm actually, do I, have I actually earned my salvation? He mm-hmm. wasn't sure of it, so he was all, you know, scared and stuff like that. And, um, like, he basically which is was the like, problems, how, Which is the problem with a work's salvation. Yes. He basically was like, how... Could me, a sinner, stand before a just and holy God and, you know, have forgiveness of sins? Like, it just didn't make sense to him. And so, um, basically, his good works didn't, you know, bring him any relief of his guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started actually studying scripture. And uh, for over a long period of time, actually, he did it for, like, I think five to seven years before he actually posted his uh, 95 thesis. Thesis. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so basically, he started actually reading the Bible and was like, bro, this is definitely not what the Bible says. Um, he probably read a lot of Paul's letters. And um, basically, he realized that, obviously, we our good works um, our good works does not justify a sinner before God. Um, justification is by faith alone. And uh, I'm just going to read one of his uh, quotes from... Uh, when he like first had a spiritual awakening, he said, night and day I pondered until I saw the connection between the justice of God and the statement that the just shall live by faith, 
Romans 1.17. Then I grasp that the justice of God is that righteousness by which through grace and sheer mercy God justifies us through faith. Thereupon I felt myself to be reborn and to have gone through open doors into paradise. The whole of scripture took on new meaning, took on a new meaning, and whereas before the justice of God had filled me with hate, now it became to be became to me inexpressibly sweet and greater love. This passage of Paul became to me a gate to heaven. It's a cool saying. Indeed. So basically, um, you know, completely transform his life. And, uh, sol, sola f, um, fide, um, which is, I'm pretty sure Latin, mm-hmm. um, became the rallying cry of the Reformation movement. So basically, and, and that means justification by faith alone. And that's basically like his, his motto, which is pretty cool. So then in 1514, so about, uh, how many years? So uh, it, it's seven years after he was ordained a priest. So I'm not sure how much later that is, but when he actually became a Christian or not, it doesn't say. Um, not sure if that was officially ever recorded. I don't know why it would be. That'd be kind of weird. But yeah, so in 1514, Pope Leo X um, launched a campaign to complete the building of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. And because of the lavish spending of the Renaissance popes, um, they had no money. Papal treasury was drained of funds. In order to raise the money he needed, he started selling certificates of indulgences. And um, he sent this guy, uh, Johann Tetzel, um, to... It would be Johann Tetzel. Oh, Johann Tetzel. Tetzel. A Dominican friar. To go around selling indulgences, which were salvation coins. Yeah. <laughs> He literally sold Buy salvation. three now, and your three favorite people will go to heaven! That's literally what he did. Yeah. Like, um, oh, um... And if you call right now, we'll put in a fourth one. Free! Yeah. <laughs> if you call from the crowd, call out from the crowd right now. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, one of the things he was supposedly have said to have preached, this isn't, like, confirmed, that, um, as soon as a coin in the coffer rings... Write then a soul from Purgatory Springs. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, basically, <laughs> and so it's, it's like as soon as a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Yeah. Um, basically, indulgences were not um, necessarily the gift of salvation, but they were in a sense that like um, you don't have to spend as long as Purgatory. In Purgatory, yeah. Um, so, but it, Purgatory isn't real anyway. So. Well, yeah. And we say that because there's literally no. No biblical evidence yes. for that whatsoever. There's not a single verse you could possibly point to that says anything about purgatory. Like, um, we actually did a study of it. And, and, and purgatory meaning uh, a time of, like, punishment and, and like, yeah. you know, uh, payment for your sins before you get to go to heaven or hell. Basically, it's like um, penance on the earth, yeah. except for your spirit. You're just kind of put into a box for so many years. And um, depending on how many sins you have committed that were not forgiven on earth is how long you had to stay in purgatory. You still technically had salvation, but you know, um, you couldn't have salvation yet. Yeah. And we, um, makes no sense during youth group one time. We actually was, um, talking about a couple of verses. Um, I don't remember what they were. We, we got into Catholicism and we we're talking about that. And, uh, I, I think it was purgatory. I think somebody brought up purgatory and was asking about, okay, well, 
What about purgatory? We were, we've been taught that kind of a thing. What does mm-hmm. purgatory have to do with anything? Like, they, well, I'm pretty sure they're asking what it even was, which is, you know, not a very um, well-known topic. But then we, we Googled, uh, like, verses that um, Roman Catholicism used to back up purgatory. And none of them did. Um, they, they quoted verses from, I want to say, like, First Timothy or something like that. That was only, they were, they were talking about, um, I mean, it was like, it was like forgiveness of sins and the justification of, um, by salvation. It had nothing to do with purgatory or anything. It had something to do with, um, having your sins forgiven or something like that. And I I wish I remembered the verse. Um, but yeah, so we were Googling it and uh, like, there isn't a verse. There isn't a verse that says anything about purgatory or anything of the sort. So there is no evidence for purgatory or anything that um, Roman Catholicism could possibly use to back this up. But they were selling it anyway. They literally were going around saying, yeah. give me money and I'll make sure that you don't go to purgatory. Yep. Which makes no sense at yeah. all. Um, so Even so with their own theology, like it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. Purgatory was to pay for the sins that you didn't have forgiven to you on earth. And you can't just like magically forgive every single sin that was committed to you or that you, you committed on earth with this by paying money to the Catholic church. That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I mean, so that's basically what was going on. And, um, also, um, Leo the 10th, um, like, Indulgences, the thing, the indulgences that he was that he was selling, which is the indulgences are the thing that you know gets you away from purgatory or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was not a new thing. That was not new for the Roman Church. They had done this before. Yeah. He was just kind of bringing it up again. Yeah. So that's well, also because something. they he needed they this. needed like a bunch of more money for yep. some project, and so he's like, hey, let's yep. let's start selling these again. And then Martin Luther's like, this is really stupid. Yep. So um, oh, also um, another thing that adds into this, I forgot about this. Um, the, the practice of, uh, indulgences, um, saints could sell them. It was only if you'd have done an excess of good deeds that I could sell those good deeds to you. That's so weird. And, um, all of these excess works that I don't need to use. So I'm perfect. And no, no, like I, I do all these good things that cover up my sins, but I, I've done so many good things. That I haven't, I don't, I, I just, haven't even sinned enough. Uh, doesn't make I've done any so sense. many more good works than sins that I have an excess. That's so just that, no. Well, listen, this then, then this goes into a bank. It's called the treasury of saints, and that's how I can sell the indulgences. That is how the I, the indulgences are sold. Is I I I I'm so good that I have all these thing these good works this saved excess up in the work bank. saved up in the yeah. bank, and then I can sell it to you. See, that's basically just Judaism, except different. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like different, just that, No, no, no. It's it's an, it's just the same concept of, of okay, we have to do this to cover up our sins. Yep. Except now it's even more or it, it's it doesn't make any sense now because Jesus came back to do away with that. Like he didn't you don't need to do that anymore. That's the whole point of him coming back. That's the reason your church exists. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's but that. Yeah, basically Martin Luther nailed his 95 these theses. I just don't know how to pronounce that. Please correct me in the comments. Thesis. Thesis? I'm assuming. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, he nailed them to 
Where, where, where did he nail them again? Uh, to the church that, like, the church that he was a part of. He, okay. Um, and and this was not this was not vandalism. We were, we were talking about this earlier. That was not vandalism. He's not just randomly nailing something to the church and like telling everybody off. It was like a common thing to nail things that you wanted to talk about theologically to the to the door of the the chapel um, to bring up to everybody. And so he was just like, hey guys, uh, these are the things we need to talk about. Yep. And so he did. And he did like years of studying before he mm-hmm. did this too. He didn't just go in and say, <laughs> you know, oh, overnight I found out all these things. He literally mm-hmm. spent like five years studying this and then was like, all right, I have completed 95 things <laughs> that we need to talk about. And you know, if I was the, if I was Martin Luther, I would have been like, oh, I, I got this thing. This is something we need to talk about. Nail that to the wall. And then the next day, if I had something, I'd be like, oh, all right, we'll nail this to the wall then, too. I wouldn't save all of them up. It's but like, he's, I'm just going to wait till I have all of these <laughs> Martin things Luther we wasn't should you, have been so. talking about these past five years. <laughs> and then I'm going to sell all of them to you at the same time because you're so overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. I mean, but all basically what Martin Luther was doing was saying, hey, guys, scripture is more important than, than dogma. Oh, um, we, need, we need to go back to scripture as the ultimate authority. And that's basically what he was challenging um, the Catholic Church with was there is no more authority than what's in the Bible. Like the Bible is the ultimate authority and you can't claim to have more authority than it. And that means you, Mr. Pope. Yep. And then he challenged the whole salvation by works thing. And he's like, guys, this is a free gift from the grace of God that you're, we're getting this. We don't need to pay for this. That's the whole point that Jesus came back for. And so he started the Reformation movement. And yeah, so, I mean, he did that uh, October 31st, 1517. Posted his 95 theses to the wall. Um, and everybody hated him. Yep. I mean, like everybody. Everybody was hating him. He, I mean, he obviously had tons of people who was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Why the heck are we doing this? And they followed him. Specifically after he was exiled by the... Um, well, no, excommunicated. No, and exiled. <laughs> wow. It was both, yeah. From, you know, the, the church and the country, basically. And um, obviously he still lived for, like... Germany? Yeah, he was exiled from Germany. Okay. And then went around, I want to say, like, Switzerland he was in for a while. Um, but yeah, he was in Germany. At least I think so. I'm going to go back and check. Yeah, Germany. Um. And, um, like, within weeks, the... 95 theses were everywhere, like circulated, circulated, circulated like everywhere in Germany. Um, and, um, it says that they received a, um, a sympathetic welcome among the people. So basically everybody was like, yeah, this Tetzel guy is a jerk. What's wrong with this? Or uh, everything's wrong with this. And, uh, then people were, a bunch of people were looking for different ways to stop the flow of money into the papal coffers. Papal. Papal. You still don't know how to do that. (laughs) So, yeah, then obviously indulgent sales dropped really fast. Because people are like, this is stupid. We shouldn't do this. What are we doing this for? (laughs) Um, But then once once the um, Leo X stopped getting money, he was like, oh, crap, I have to do something else. (laughs) Um, So then, no, that's that's literally what it says in here. Um, And so then he started persecuting him. And, um, obviously a bunch of other people from like different, um, countries did too. Like, no, they didn't like actively seek him out, but they like condemned him in different countries, uh, specifically in Switzerland. I know that they did. Um, obviously in um, England, they did, they did that, um, Italy, 
uh, Roman Holy Roman Empire obviously mm-hmm. did that. And then they had the Diet of Worms, correct? Yep. So then they had the Diet of Worms, and they which opened does up not a mean that they started eating worms. Yeah, no, they they uh they opened up a can of worms and said, "Hey, Luther, we need to you know talk about this," and uh, you know. We, we need we, to talk we, about we, your yeah. heresy. No, it is well, I mean, they they didn't say it like that, yeah. but they were like, "Bro, we need to we need to talk about this because you I'm like you know we're not sure about what you truly stand on, what you truly believe. So we we want to invite you to this very well fortified fortress, <laughs> um, and we're just gonna talk. And so and we're gonna have like, a lot of guards yeah, too, yeah, and, and everybody's <laughs> gonna have chains with them, yeah. but they're not for you. <laughs> they're they're for uh, our beliefs they're for yeah. us because yeah. if if you we, you convince us that you're right we'll throw ourselves, ourselves in prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what they said that's exactly what happened and so uh one of the but basically martin luther had another awesome quote moment and he like lays the bible out in front of them and he's like like here um i can't i can do no other boom word drops the mic the bible says it right Hold up. <laughs> okay, so basically what happened with the Diet of Worms was um, the Pope couldn't take serious action against him because um, he was the subject of one of the most respected and powerful territorial princes in all of Germany, Frederick the Wise, um, elector of Saxony. And so, and, and Frederick, Frederick didn't want anybody, any of his subjects to be on trial. So he, ah. he wasn't like, he was like, nope, not going to happen. You're not going to do this with them. And so the Pope was like, oh, okay. And so he sends him a, um, he issues a papal bull condemning Luther for all of his, you know, heretical heretical, uh, doctrines and stuff and gave him 60 days to recant his beliefs. If he did not do so, he would be excommunicated. Excommunicated? Is that like an exoskeleton for priests? (laughs) Yeah. And so then at a a public gathering near uh, the city gate of Wittenberg, he responded to the papal bull and um, threw it into a bonfire. He ceremoniously... Put it into, throw it into a bonfire. How do you and ceremoniously like, toss something into a bonfire? And um, um, he by that act he like seals his separation from Rome. Is that when he said, "I can do no other"? Nope, not yet. Okay, that's the Diet of yeah. Worms, right? Yep. Um, and then uh, a few a few weeks later, I'm not sure why it was a few weeks later. Maybe the word didn't get around fast enough. But then he was formally excommunicated from the Roman Church. But the newly crowned em- German Emperor Charles V. Um, sensing that Luther had, you know, strong public support, he refused to condemn him without a hearing. So in the spring of 1521, he summoned Luther to the city of Worms to appear before the German Diet. Um, the emperor gave Luther the promise of imperial protection. We have sausages yep. and beer. <laughs> this is the German Diet. <laughs> oh I'm goodness. so proud of that joke. Okay. <laughs> So, oh, whoops. I dropped everything. Connor dropped his notes, guys. This is getting serious. Don't get nervous, Connor. It's just a podcast. I'm going to punch you. Then you'll be nervous. It's just sausages and beer. Yep. Hey, that makes me nervous. Doesn't really... It's not a very... It's kind of, kind of a clashing flavor, you know? <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the smell. It basically have a taste. Yeah. That's true. Not that I would so know. I've just been told that that's that so smells. Like oh, taste. so it's now it's a sin to smell beer too. <laughs> okay. Wow, we're really just on the Catholic no. Church today. 
to be fair, we're dissing on the Roman Catholic Church in the 1500s. That's true. But, but yeah. So, Diet of Worms was April 17th, 1521, if you're taking notes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we're taking notes for you on the website, so yeah. I don't... No, I'm, I'm saying all these things because I don't want to see like I'm, I'm making all this up and just reading this from the top of my head. Right, right. I'm, I'm literally reading this from my history book. Um, and um, so they, you know, he summoned them and was like, bro, you have safe passage to and fro. You're all good. All right. To and fro. And fro and And two. then uh, his, his companions were like, bro, this happened to John Huss and he was killed. Like he's, you know, burned at the stake <laughs> or whatever. And so don't do this. And Luther was like, nah, I want to, I want to just, I want to defend my, I offend the truth at the Imperial diet. That sounds like fun. <laughs> and I mean, I would agree. It sounds like fun. The I Holy Roman Empire, is it? Yeah. But to be fair, I would I would probably have like brought an army with me if possible. That would have been cool. I'd have been like, your protection. Hey, hey, uh, warrior monks. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go monks from Stronghold 1. <laughs> <clears throat> you read my mind. So yeah, so basically he got there and no chance to defend his teaching. He was just like, bro, did you write these? And uh, will you recant... The heresy in, in these books. <laughs> He's like, dude, I thought I was supposed to, like, yeah. argue. And um, he was like, yes. to this, um, yes, And he answered yes to the second. Or yes to the first. To the second, he asked for time to consider his answer. And the next day, it was, oh, so this is the thing I don't understand. It's like, well, I'm not sure. Let's see. I, like, I think it's just kind of Martin Luther's, like, personality. He was like, all right, now I'm going to go research all night and make sure. <laughs> make I'm sure absolutely. Absolutely positive that I'm willing to die for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh. Which, you know, that's admirable, I guess. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily say he did that. It's just going off of his character of what we've noticed so far. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he mean, spent, that he like spent five he years. Con- conducting Researching all of it the these first time before he even did anything. Um, so basically, it was like, yeah, no, wants to be thorough. You're just gonna be condemned for this, and uh, he was exiled. And um, bye bye. His, his yeah, his memorable, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> his memorable <laughs> declaration when he was um being exiled. Um, he said, unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in the councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves. And erred was just like a word for you made error. Like, you know, just like I made an error in grammar when I said you made error. That's basically <laughs> what erred means. Just kind of like they didn't want to put that extra O in there. It's air. Oh, really? The air. You err. It's E-R-R, correct? E-R-R-E-D. You erred. Oh, yeah, erred. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what that is. You erred. Uh, um, so, and he was like, bro, you, you clearly have contradicted yourself before. You clearly can be wrong. So unless I've been giving clear reason, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is kept into the word of God. I cannot and will not retract anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. I cannot do otherwise. Here I stand. May God help me. Amen. And cool. that's the drop the mic moment. <laughs> yeah. So then he left the city, and uh, soon afterwards, uh, with his flying dragon. Yep. <laughs> uh, soon after, the emperor was like, "All right, you're an outlaw from the empire." Um, he banned Luther's writings, um, forbade anyone to you know help him or anything. All for money. And demanded that oh yeah, and demanded that he uh, was seized and turned over to the authorities. 
If captured, Luther was to suffer the fate of a condemned heretic, death. Not sure why they let him go. This is the part that yeah, it's like if me. they officially condemned him at the Diet of Worms, why wouldn't they just yeah. like maybe escaped? I don't know. Wrapped him with sausages or something. Yeah, and then drank him in a beer smoothie. That was maybe the weirdest statement you made all day. Yeah. They like ground him up with sausage and beer. And okay, like... this is weird. Hey, well. All right, I don't. I don't think we really need oh, to like. I had a really kinda, bad. Kinda, I, Really bad joke there. I don't really... I don't think we need okay, to off, read off through... Podcast, off podcast. Transubstination. Cannibalism. <laughs> um, Do not put that no, in the podcast. Okay, I won't. All right. I don't think we really need to just keep reading through the history book now. Let's just talk a little bit about Martin Luther and what oh, we, yeah, he no, did wrong just, and right. That, that's basically the end of it. Yeah. I was just going to go and make sure there was nothing else. Okay, so, I mean, that's basically the gist of what he did i mean that's basically read everything that was in my history book about martin luther and the the main acts of which he did i mean how can you hate this guy why is he crazy like this is this is my this is my statement like unless like somebody was actually there and knows more than history itself he wasn't crazy I mean, at, at this point, I I was looking on the Wikipedia article and it said uh, that as he got older, he started dealing with a bunch of mental problems and or not mental problems, health problems. Like, and oh. so he started being a lot more irritable and all this stuff. And so that <laughs> that contributed okay. to what, so, some of his later writings, I think. Yeah. And this is what I would say to that: every single time I work, some grumpy old person comes to the line, and. Right off the bat, they're like, I want this, and I want that, and if you don't do it right, I'm going to be mad. And then you do everything right, and they're like, aw, thanks, thanks, sweetie, and you, like, grab my cheek and stuff. They never did that. <laughs> but it's like, then they're all nice. Like, this one lady came up to the cashier, was like, I want that chocolate milk. It's in all the way in the corner of the store, and it's up on a high shelf, and I can't get it. Somebody needs to go get it for me. And then I, I then she wanted to drive up, and I gave her a drive up. And she was the nicest lady. She kept saying, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was just like, okay, first of all, <laughs> you need to get your personality straight. <laughs> but like. Okay, Gollum. Yeah, that's just how old people are. They get grumpy. Yeah. Uh, that does not. Being old does not make you insane. It makes you old. Unless your age actually does make you insane in the case of Alzheimer's. But then you're just and... old. I mean, obviously you also have alzheimer's but like the cause of it is you being old it's not because you're mentally deranged the cause of your mental impairment yeah and, and connor's connor's just talking about like you know the claims we said earlier of how uh, martin luther was insane and stuff like that and i know like okay just looking at his life in the time period that we just studied he was a guy who was very thorough about theology and wanted to make sure that the catholic church was believing what it should believe and not selling salvation. Um, and that's something that's completely admirable and I agree with in every way. And I've heard lots of, uh, some people at least, um, say, you know, that, you know... Um, he caused division in the he church. He caused division in the church. Martin Luther, you know, um, could have done it in a better way. But And I, and I wasn't sure about that at, at first. Like, when people brought that up, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. If you don't, you don't want to just... Because I didn't know... A whole lot about the story. I just knew that okay, he called it Reformation. Going through just the basics of it, it was very very simple. He just 
he, he for one, as we said, he posted he, he posted. I guess that's the same. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. He posted the ninety five thesis to, to the <laughs> To to the to his wall, because <laughs> uh, technically he was the pastor of that church. So that technically was his oh, wall. Oh dear! Um, but that was a thing that you could do. That was totally okay. Like that's that was there so that um, we could talk about things theologically. That that was okay. So nothing he did there was divisive. And he brought up not a tertiary issue and not a secondary issue, but a primary issue. And when you're speaking of primary issues in the church. These kind of drastic measures are always applicable. I mean, think of what Paul did to, like, in every single letter. Exactly. He Like, to the Corinthians specifically. He was like, you guys are all terrible people. And he literally told one of them, told, told the church, to deliver one person to Satan because they were so evil. Yes. So their body, their flesh might be destroyed so that they might be saved. Mm-hmm. Like, he was that drastic about yep. it. Because, to be fair, the guy was terrible and married his, his father's wife. He married his mother. Okay, let's just let that sink in for a <laughs> And the guy was like, oh, no, you need to be killed because you are a terrible human being. And, like, that's basically what he said. I mean, he's technically told him to deliver him to Satan so that his flesh might be destroyed, which I'm pretty sure means death. Pretty sure if your flesh is destroyed. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that means <laughs> yeah, death. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. You have to research know. the Greek Greek there. I don't definitely. know what he means by that, but he literally said deliver him to Satan. Yeah, which is kind of so, bad. <laughs> you know. and, and that's the thing. Like, the Catholic Church at this time was literally selling salvation and yep. completely going away from the primary doctrine, which is the gospel, how you are saved. And, like, this is... I'm not even sure if this is, like, the most drastic action he could have taken. No, it's definitely not. I'm pretty not. sure it's the most effective one he could have exactly. taken. Exactly. But, and, and, but the, and the other side of this is that... Especially the, for who he was. He was a monk yeah. and a leader of this church. And then he's like, hey, guys, I've just studied this for five years. Let's talk about this. And then he's labeled a heretic and then excommunicated. Yeah. And um, uh, look at the other side of this. It's is not that like the, he started a war or anything. Yeah. The, the Catholic Church was terrible. At that time, at least. They, they were terrible people. Mm-hmm. They were all out for money and all out for power. Well, obviously all not greedy. all, because Martin Luther well, was no, Catholic. no, I mean, like, the people who were in charge yes. were. Yes. And uh, that is what I mean by all. Mm-hmm. The people who were in charge, that means the uh, establishment. The leadership. Yes. Which is what we're talking about today. Was terrible. Mm-hmm. And so Martin Luther stepped up, became another leader, and said no this is how we're going to do things. Because this is the Bible, and yes. this is, has the ultimate authority, not you, Mr. Pope. Yes, and and the, the Catholic, like, I would have done the same thing that Martin Luther did if they would have done something even lesser than that. Yeah. They were selling <laughs> salvation. They literally stood before people and said, I am way better than you, so you need to pay me money so I can give yeah, you salvation. Exactly. That's what they were doing. And, uh, yeah. And that, that things needed to change if in a situation like that in a church, let's just say, for example, um, like in our our church, we walk into FCC and pastor Jeff is preaching on how you need to pay him a bunch of money and then, you know, he'll save you. I would, I would literally stand up in the church service and say, you are the worst person I have ever met. I cannot believe this betrayal. And I would walk out. Yeah. I I would smack the snow off my feet and trudge on out of there. (laughs) And maybe drop a match or two or pull the fire alarm. Well, no, I, I would, I would, no, I would, okay, no. That that's, was a joke. Okay. 
what what you would what you would do is you would call him out. We yeah, call I, him I, out I as would, a church body. You'd go to the publicly, elders. Yeah, no, you would publicly. Yeah, exactly. During the you service, do that, I would say you would do that, and then wrong. you'd say, "Hey, guys, we need to get together and we need to discuss this." Elders of the church, the church body, let's have a meeting, and we need to like talk to talk about this stuff. Um, and, and maybe if, if say for example, like um, Dad was the one who heard Pastor Jeff do that first. What he would do as a, you know, member of the the congregate or the the staff and like a leader in the church is he would talk to Pastor Jeff one on one. You know what I mean? Like, and then if okay, that didn't yeah, work, he talked to, to fair, bring on other people, if, and then you'd yes. bring it up to the whole church, like proper Matthew eighteen discipline. If he was talking about it in front of the entire church, service, exactly. Though, yeah. Then I would right away stand yep. up and say, "No, this is not happening." And that's what the Catholic Church was doing. Basically, they yes. were publicly proclaiming that we can sell you salvation. And that was wrong. And Martin Luther didn't even like go before the mass service. Yeah, he he posted it on a regular, like a theol, basically the theology group page on Facebook. Yeah, like he, he posted like, hey. like, Hey guys, we need to talk about this stuff. And and then obviously a word spread like it does on social media <laughs> yep. and got to the Pope and he was like, bro, we need to kill this guy. And there, there's obviously something wrong with the Pope at that, and before that. Like, but why is Martin Luther the bad guy? He exactly. was the one who got killed, or I mean, excommunicated, and then killed, and outlawed, and then eventually killed. Well, no, actually, technically, he died from a stroke. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, he did. I was just reading that. He had an epileptic technically he seizure. wasn't killed, but John Huss was born at the stake. Yes, he was born for like the same kind years. of thing. Yeah, he was born like 200 years before then. So, yeah. Also, one other side note. Did you know that the, uh, this is just a random fact? Did you know that the Inquisitions were still happening in Spain up until the 1900s? That makes sense. Spain it's is <laughs> Spain is notorious for oh, those yeah. Inquisitions. <laughs> they should have an ability in civilization. The Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. I want that ability in civilization. Civilization, cool. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that's just take out armies with those inquisitors. Basically, we're we're going through, um, you know, Martin Luther's life, talking about leadership. Um, I guess he didn't really talk about leadership per se, but more just Martin, Martin Luther, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Like I'm cool with that. I, I, we've already had a category on this, um, on the podcast where we talk about people, like we talk about a specific person, like. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, and we, we had that. one on on AJ. We just asked some questions, and and now we're having one on Martin, Martin Luther. Luther. So now we've gone from from Jesus to a uh, local to uh, you know historical but, figure, yeah, historical figure. So and Jesus was also a historical figure. He was, he was also <laughs> more God. importantly, he yeah. was God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The most, the most important historical figure. Oh, oh, I'm bourbon. Okay. <laughs> well uh it's basically an hour long now this podcast so yeah okay so i mean if if you know anything else about martin luther and want to start an argument with us and cause division in the church go ahead and let us know and uh, yeah yeah well we'll talk about that <laughs> no but seriously please feel free to comment us talk about this um but yes feel free to contact us via twitter at christ underscore art underscore show i have a hoot suite now for that so i am always going to be seeing those and will respond timely um and updating regularly on those so uh and then facebook at facebook.com slash christian artist show and 
on our website at christianartistshow.com. And I have a Google Plus as well for that. Um, just as regularly updated as the rest of them um, because of Hootsuite. But, I mean, there we have no followers on Google Plus. So uh, I don't remember the specific URL for it. It's a weird URL. But just look up uh, the Christian Artist on Google Plus and you'd find it. If you really feel like doing that. But I know most people aren't on Google Plus, so it's okay. All right, yeah, I think that's it. Any last words, Connor? Nope, that's... Yeah, Martin Luther wasn't crazy. I'm just going <laughs> to come out and say that. At least in the time period we were talking about yeah. him. Maybe he got crazy. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is basically the, the reason we were doing this podcast. That's why I was so ticked off that people, everybody says that Martin Luther was crazy. Is because after all the good things he did, he literally started an entire era. We look back on history and say, this is an era because of this guy. Yep. And we hate him because he, one, caused division in the church. Two, after he did all those good things, he became crazy. Like, he became crazy. An old man who has a stroke. Who had a stroke. Um, and three, um, I don't know. <laughs> he looks funny. Like, like what? why did you hate this guy? I don't get it. But yeah, I mean... But yes, this is just our uh, very brief summary of Martin Luther. There's, I'm sure there's more sure, to okay, him. I'm sure there's but, something okay. in his life that I would hate him for. Yeah. But I can't because he did all of these uh, And this things. is the thing. Um, uh, what's it called? Propaganda's song, um, Precious Puritans, on his album Excellent. He actually is talking about a, a similar thing along those lines of um, the Puritans and how everybody's quoting the Puritans or whatever, and like maybe his his church or his area or whatever like that, and how the Puritans did not fight slavery when it was happening like back in the day. And he's like, he's a, he was talking about how as a African-American, I'm offended by that, that you're always talking about these Puritans and how great they were when they didn't go to their neighbor's door and say, hey, you can't own people. But then at the end of the song, he goes, he says... Um, it's kind of like the same way that I get nervous when people quote me because they're precious propaganda because I'm not perfect either. And then he kind of has like this t- double take moment. He's like, well, I guess God really does use crooked sticks to make straight lines. Yep. And that's the end of the song. I mean, so we're all fallen people. We have horrible things that happen that we do. But that doesn't mean that God still can't use us or that we aren't Christians. Or that we should not encourage the people who did these good things. Exactly. Like, like okay, if Martin Luther existed today, would you really mock him? If, if, if this was really happening in today's day and age and Martin Luther was sitting next to you and he was like, hey, bro, I did these 95 theses and Catholic Church is lame. Yeah. And you were like, how dare you? You become crazy later in your life. <laughs> like, no, he, he did all it, these it's great It's so things. weird how we think that we know people and we think that we have the right to slander historical figures or politicians or it's whatever. It's like Yoda. When we don't know them. and Hold up. I'm, I'm talking about Yoda. Uh, okay. This is exactly like Yoda. What, he was this great, Yoda? awesome teacher and of the force or whatever and this awesome jedi who fought palpatine and and count dooku and did all these great things and and taught anakin and taught obi-wan he did he, he was an amazing jedi right and then he became old and everybody hated him because he was crazy because <laughs> he lived on dagobah in exile and became a crazy old man even though he still trained luke skywalker who eventually defeated who hated him luke luke was like dude this guy's crazy like right off the bed no, he didn't hate him, but he was like, dude, this guy's crazy. And if oh, anybody else true. would have met him, they'd be like, it's this crazy little green guy. 
but because that's all they would focus on. If you, even if you went off and was like, "This is the weirdest like, analogy." Like, yeah, but let's say Martin Luther in his like old age was like, "But I, but I did the ninety-five thesis. I'm a great guy." People would be like, "Who cares? You're old and crazy." Uh-huh. Like that's that's how people think. And it's like, look at the speck in your own eye, or the log in your own eye, before you try to take out the speck in, in your brother's eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was weird how we always think we can slander everybody. Um, when we're not in front of them, like, but if we ever were talking to Martin Luther to his face, we probably wouldn't say anything like that. Yeah. We could keep that in mind, guys. And then that is another thing about leaders is to never slander a leader. Exactly. Because their job is so stinking hard. Like that might be, they don't need that. They, they need like, obviously if they're doing something wrong, like the Pope did, then you can do that. But within the lines of whatever it is, so like a politician, vote against them, talk about how this other politician is doing good things instead of focusing so much about this guy is evil and all this stuff. Find something good that you like with him and encourage that. Like, okay, you do realize you can send letters to your politicians, right? Right, guys? You do realize you can do that and they will read them. Like, that's a thing. Send a letter, like an email or whatever, to the politician that you don't like and, Obama. <laughs> and one, maybe talk about the things that you're like, hey, I think you should not do this like, and give some reasons, but do it in a very respectful way. And then two, encourage the things that you think are awesome. Like, hey, that thing you did for that for the poor, that was really cool. I, I love that. Thank you so much. You know, you let those terrorists go. That was really cool of you. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not what we're supposed to do. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm starting to get the hang of my own lesson. But yeah, I mean, like, there comes a point in time where a leader doesn't deserve respect. Like Hitler. He didn't deserve any respect, right? Right, Cube? Uh, Yeah, I would assume that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. He's not in a position of leadership like we would... Like, he he was a dictator. That's not... Not necessarily leadership. It's more like, like, hey, do what I say because I'm the leader. Um, but like in our in our country, with like the government's politicians, that our our senators and representatives and all that stuff, they are doing a job that keeps the country running, and you need to be respectful of that because that's your job as an American citizen. Obviously, it, the government is for us, but but we can make this a lot easier. <laughs> and I'm I'm not really saying anything about politicians because in today's day and age, I really don't I, I can't really have any respect for politicians. I can for some of them, but with Obama, I, I literally cannot respect him. If if I, I met him, I would be respectful towards him mm-hmm. because he is a leader, and I would not just, you know, do whatever. But uh, I... Well, that's the thing. You don't, yes. like, go around publicly slandering him yes. all the time. You know I, would, I, mean? I would only privately slander for... him for people for people who literally don't know the things that he has done. But that's, yes. Or I would say, no, if this is how you should not be a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do this. Yeah. And I'm not saying I hate Obama all the time and everything he does is stupid and everything. I don't go around telling everybody, I don't, he's not the joke of every, and he's not the butt of every single one of my jokes. That, that is not my life is making fun of Obama. Like some people. Yes. But there comes a point when you need to say no, that what this leader did was not okay. And, and, and for Obama, like I can still kind of respect some of the things that he kind of did, even though he didn't really do a lot. But yeah, he, he's probably a really good golf player. He spent a lot of time doing that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we should stop this before no, it degenerates no, any but, further. <laughs> you know, that was really funny, though. Yes, it was. 
But what, I, what we're trying to say is, like, for, for the leaders that you have in contact with, yes. never slander them, specifically um, to other co-workers or, mm. um, to, like, other church members, if you're talking about your pastor, don't just be behind their back and slandering them all the time. For the things that they do right, you need to respect them for that and not be gossiping about them behind their back. And once again, go to them. Yes. Talk to them about those things. If you have a problem with your boss, be like, boss, look, I, I don't agree with this thing you're doing. Obviously, I can't decide what you do, but I, I don't agree with this. I and, really don't think that yes. we should be selling salvation coins in our store, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. All right. Well, I already said the tagline, so I think we're done here. Sariano. Sarinaro. Nope. Sarinaro. Sayonara. 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 That's going to be our new hashtag. Oh, that's our hashtag. Hashtag Sariano. Sariano. No one is going to spell it differently. S-A-R-I-A-N-O. Sariano. Sariano. I'm going to start saying that to people that work. Sariano. <laughs> no, that <laughs> might be offensive. Oh, no. All the customers. I'll be like, Sariano. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. Uh, see you, boss. Sariano. <laughs> you should say that as the, the end tagline for this, though. You just say Sariano. <laughs> yeah. Because it's funny. Like, almost all the podcasts I watch, they've started... To, they, they have those specific things they say to say goodbye every time and to say say hello. Like, um, in Nerds on History, the guy's like, see you next time, same nerd time, say, same nerd channel. And then the other guy's like, goodbye! Like, with a, with a lilt like, that goes up every single time. And... So we should have something like that where you say, Sariano. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to say it right again. <laughs> sayonara. I'm going to say sayonara. All right, I really have to pee, so we should be done. With that. Yep. <laughs>